Hello, Collateral Gaming listeners. Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast. I just wanted to take a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. No, it's not video games, but we do invite really awesome and unique bands from all over the world. We dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week, so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Megan Gomez. This is Collateral Gaming. Episode of Collateral Gaming Podcast, the only gaming podcast that matters. We are broadcasting somewhere out of South Central Texas, and uh, we review everything from the good to the bad and everything in between. Uh, this is a, a 420 friendly podcast, and uh, we hope that you guys enjoy this upcoming episode. Hell yeah, guys. Uh, we're back on our bullshit again. Oh my god, we're back again. <laughs> this is 420 months, so it's actually been a hell of a time. We did uh, GoldenEye. Just got out that out this morning as of the time of recording this. Um, hopefully going to get this out either today or tomorrow. Uh, but we are talking about Anthem. Of course, before we get into that, I suppose we should we should do our new segment. Time for the news, boy. So who's going first? I got some juicy stuff going. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so, friends that like Rocket League, there's going to be a Battle Royale mode. Don't know exactly how that's going to work. Maybe like damages in um, Grand Theft Auto or something like that, and you get so much damage, you're knocked out. Don't really know how that's going to work, but that is in development. Um, the Steam Deck um, has continued to be upgraded, but there is still no price. Still not really a release date from what I understand. It's just kind of up in the air. Don't really know what's going on there. Um, I also got some news on Elder Scrolls. The devs said that it's going to keep people playing for 10 years, which, uh, Skyrim has been out for a long time. People still playing it. So I'm very interested to see next gen consoles with my favorite freaking people and another Elder Scrolls. I can't wait to dive back into that universe in a new game. Not just me playing a sneak archer for the 50,000th time. <laughs> <clears throat> um, let me clear my throat for this one. <laughs> We're getting a Kingdom Hearts 4, boy. Yeah. I'm so freaking excited. I yeah, love that Kingdom Hearts. That's insane. a good series. And it's it's Disney. So, I mean, <laughs> come on now. Yeah. So, now are we going to get the Encanto characters? or? <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> Attack hit. <laughs> They just sing and dance and blow like bubbles or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, also, I don't. So is it? I'm gonna ask this now because I've heard it said both ways. Is it Ubisoft or Ubisoft? I always said Ubisoft, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually like. I've heard Ubisoft and I've heard Ubisoft, so I'm just gonna say Ubisoft so I don't get myself wrong. Um, there's gonna be a new Rainbow Six. Um, as much as I love Splooge, it's time for it to go. I'm excited for that. Um, I haven't played in a very, very long time because the community got pretty toxic, but that's exciting. And speaking of toxic, we we've got the we've got the Toxica Novia here. We've got a new COD game coming out, and uh, <laughs> oh boy, um, my husband got a new Xbox yesterday. 
And um, it took him three hours to understand why he could not play Warzone. Because he had to download three separate games and then download Warzone to be able to play Warzone. Even though he's already Mm. downloaded the games that have Warzone capability. So that was a thing. Um, So I'm excited to see how much more they're going to fuck this up. Didn't uh, new Modern Warfare 2 get announced? I don't know exactly what it is. I just saw, um, y'all know that I always watch uh, upcoming games. That's what they said, just new COD coming out quarter four, so... I saw something about a new Modern Warfare 2, and not to be confused with the Modern Warfare 2 remake they just did, but it, or, or, or remastered. Can they come up with a new fucking name? They put like four names and they have to like, mm, this one, yes, Modern Warfare 4, perfect. Uh, I'm sorry, I, 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 miss, I misspoke the remaster that they just did. Yeah, That's what's I, different about what's coming out is that it's going to be a remake, or so I heard. I just saw that oh, maybe okay. today or yesterday. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I, I would honestly like to see, I, I know I don't really talk about COD a lot, but I would love to see a sequel or a prequel or something along those lines to Advanced Warfare. That one, personally, for me, had the best storyline, so that would be super fucking cool. Because, I mean, the exosuits, the way they just charge out of that building, the end scene, that was a really, really good COD game for me, personally. I didn't even really play the multiplayer mode. I just kept playing the story. It was actually a good COD story. It was something I was heavily invested in. I haven't played a lot of COD, but actually, I think what I heard is that when they say Modern Warfare 2, it's not even a remake of Modern Warfare 2. It's a sequel to the Modern Warfare 1 remake. Oh, God. So it could actually be something completely different, and maybe they won't actually call it Modern Warfare 2, because that would be really confusing. Uh, Yeah, it's already confusing. Three years ago, they did a remaster. (laughs) Yeah, I... Oh, God. My brain already hurts. Like, Black Ops 4, you know, you continued all the way from Black Ops 1... You know, Modern Warfare. You got ghosts. Like, can we can we get a new name? Well, and can we get like COD of like COD Delta or well, COD Alpha. We did get Call of Duty World War Two. So yeah, that was true. a new that was a new sub IP. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, something along that genre would be nice. Even if they did World War One, I, I know a lot of history fans really really love the series doing something different and doing the World War Two. I personally really loved it because you know my grandfather was you know a glider pilot during World War Two, so that was something really cool to see integrated into a game, and I love that. You know, it's like Sniper Elite, which by the way we're getting a fifth game of that. <laughs> nice. I can't wait to crack some freaking heads, man. I love that game. You literally just walk around and you're a sniper and you kill people. Fucking oh, love that nice. Shit. Yeah, yeah that, that's kind of what I what I would be into. I'm very much a sniper type, um, either <laughs> sniper or shotgun. Uh, we'll talk about that on this episode. I also heard about with Call of Duty uh, that there's not going to be a game release for 2023. Like they're they're gonna actually like they're gonna have a 2020. They're gonna have a a, a release this year. But they're actually going to take a break for the first time in is it 10, like fucking 15 years? 20 fucking years or some yeah. shit. Yeah, you know. I mean, that's kind of substantial for, for Call of Duty franchise. But, I mean, with everything coming out, I've heard with these allegations, I mean... I, it makes sense, you know, you know, restart, rebuild from the ground up, get your get your teams right, make sure that there's no discrimination, no SA, none of that. Um, and, and then move forward from there, because you can't you can't have a workplace, you know, building a game like that and, you know, have the women that are working or, you know, people that are, you know, trans or anything like that working and constantly fearing that they're going to be essayed while they're working on a freaking video game. Oh, fuck that. And we're going to have a lot to talk about this episode when it comes to troubled development and not treating your mm, employees. Yeah. Well. But... <laughs> um, any, any Y'all other... know I'm a sucker for EA and Bioware, but oh, God. <laughs> uh, I'm a sucker for certain EA IPs. I'm not a sucker for EA. I think there's a couple IPs that have been 
allowed to develop under EA because we had good developers. But I think the fact that they were published by EA had nothing to do with it. In fact, I think a, a game is good in spite of it being published by EA. That's my That's attitude. True. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We all know this with uh, with my with my bays that are the Asari and all of them people. And and they got all they got their hands dirty in in the game that we're going to talk about today as well. So God, so dirty. I feel like a redneck sitting in the mud talking about this game. God. Yeah, yeah. But any other news? Um, none that I'm aware of. I know you said you had some exciting news to share before we started. Uh, before we started recording. So whatever you got, my guy, let's go. Exciting, maybe. I mean, it, it, we'll see how it pans out. But apparently, PlayStation finally announced. Sony announced their new PlayStation Plus tiers. They're doing away with PS Now. It's being integrated into the PlayStation Plus service, which we're getting at three tiers. Tier one is going to be called PlayStation Plus Essentials. It's basically what PlayStation Plus is right now, and you're going to pay the same rate for it. So if you're playing PlayStation Plus but not PlayStation Now, that's what that's that's the equivalent of that. And so um, so like Live Xbox Live, like just like the gold. Right, right, and that's what okay. PlayStation Plus has been, um, and that's what the the first tier of it is going to be. Uh, now, I, I I do believe though. Let me bring it back up, so that way I can have the full information here. Um, yeah, that's it. So you'll get the discounts on games. You'll get the uh, the uh, the two monthly downloadable games that come free with PlayStation Plus, online multiplayer, cloud storage, all that good stuff. You're not losing anything if you decide not to pay more. But if you do decide to upgrade to Extra, that's where you get access to all of their PS5 and PS4 games. Uh, not streaming, but downloading. And, okay. and, and it actually includes not a whole lot of the major... Um, exclusive games like nothing new and exclusive is going to be on there horizon but you are going to get games like god of war death stranding uh both of the spider-man games uh mortal kombat 11 returnal um and 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 they're going to add more uh first person third party games uh it's a library of around 400 games to start off with okay okay Uh, just none of the big boys, none of the new big boys, I should say. I mean, you have God of War, which started out as an exclusive, but it's no longer. So it makes sense. Um, yeah. That's going to cost $15 a month as opposed to the $10 a month you'd spend on Essential. Um, and uh, if you decide to do it annually, uh, it's $100. That's not bad. I usually pay plan. mine annually. So. Yeah, all three of these plans, by the way, have monthly, three-month, and, 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 and year. That's interesting because they didn't integrate a biannual because a lot of companies do that. They're not PlayStation. Or, uh, PlayStation's but, like fucking noise. <laughs> Sony, Sony's not not uh, not doing that. But they but they are offering the three month subscription if you don't want to do the year, but you you don't want to pay per month. Uh, and then also finally we have the premium tier. Honestly, in my opinion, they could have just combine the extras and the premium and come up with a price in between those the three tiers feels a little excessive but i think the reason why they're pushing this is they they want you to get the extra yeah but they offer the premium for people that want those but if you want to know what you're going to get with the premium this is where on top of everything that you get with extra and and essential uh you're also going to get access to classic games from the ps3 ps1 ps2 eras even some psp games that are available to stream or download Ooh, um, okay well the ps3 games i think are the ones that are they can only stream but everything else you can stream or download well i mean that's already actually that's already a thing because with ps now 
Um, if you, if you don't have like the CD version, um, or disc version, I don't know why I said CD. God, I'm throwing myself back and showing my age. No, you can download um, some stuff on PS now right now. Yeah. But I, I, I think even now that doesn't include PS3 games. Like, so I think, I think PlayStation is, is kind of being, a lot of people are saying that the, they have the hardware to do it and they could put in, put in the development and put in the money to, so that you'd be able to download or even just put in a disc of a PS3 game, but they're just not wanting to do it. <laughs> yeah, see, well, so for the PS Now, if, if I remember correctly, it is streaming because you do have to be online to do it because that's how I played Beyond Two Souls the last time. Um, and that's the one thing I'm not really understanding about PlayStation because when PS3 came out, there were 25, 3,500 units that were backwards compatible. People fucking fought over them. Everybody loved that. Everybody loved that they were able to have, you know, this new technology that could play their old game. And they did it again on the PS4, but only for a few more units. Why do we keep having the same sequence? Why can we not have the backwards capability? The I understand PS5 this- is at least backwards compatible with PS4 games, but it's like... Yeah. That isn't really worth congratulating. It should have been. That never should have been taken away. But what, Exactly. Like, That's a good marketing ploy. Like, Xbox is like, oh, yeah, look at our streaming service. It's like, oh, yeah, watch me download this PS2 disc, and I'm still able to freaking play it. Like, that's a big, like, you could definitely have a lot of marketing strategy with that. Why keep investing in new consoles when you can buy one console and play them all? Right. And so, apparently, the PS1 games and the PS2 games will be able to stream or download. The way PS now works right now... I, I don't know exactly what the difference is. Some games it lets you stream or download. Some games it only yeah. lets you stream. It's not real clear on what is the difference. But from what it sounds like, the premium subscription means that uh, everything within the within the the PS2, PS1, PS2, and PSP games, you'll be able to stream or download. Um, obviously, everything on, on PS4, you'll be able to stream or download uh, or PS5. So that's good. The only thing that, that is going to be stream only is going to be PS3. But That it, makes sense, though. At least you have the option of playing PS3 games, I guess, but that's something we already had on the PS4. Um, and that's something that you're going to be able to maintain access to. And I think they'll be building up the library and making it better. And that's with the premium tier. So if you want, if, you, if you're like me and you're playing for PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now, then the premium tier is going to be the one that allows you to incorporate both. But I'll put a caveat on that. It's only really worth it if you're going to play the PS1, the PS2, the PS3 games. If you're just looking for the library of PS4 games that are on PS Now plus everything else they're adding, you're going to have the option to download those on the extra tier. Okay, that makes sense. So the extra tier is really going to be, I think, where most people are going to go. Even people that are paying for both services now, they're not that interested in streaming games. They're just interested in having an access to a library of games, which you still will. And downloading is obviously going to be the better option for most people mm-hmm. um, unless you have really good internet. And, yeah. um, you know, but if you do want to stream specifically for some reason or if you want access to those earlier generation games that's where the premium tier comes in yeah that makes sense and if you're not interested in having access to the 400 and or the other 340 ac- uh, uh, playstation games if you're just happy with what you have access to already plus you know what you can get a discount on or what comes free with the playstation plus right now then then no no reason to upgrade exactly yeah i'm probably just gonna keep the same plan because I'm not I'm not playing that much of it, you know. 
I will probably get the extra tier. I don't know if I'm going to give Sony all the money for the uh, premium tier until unless something comes up like on the podcast that we need to do. That's a that's a PS3, yeah. PS2, PS1 era game. Um, in the absence of that, I think I probably will go ahead and get the extra tier because it's going to be useful if there's a game from the PS4 or PS5 era coming out uh, that's not an exclusive that happens to be on that on that download or, or that's an older exclusive. <laughs> yeah, that is one thing that I, I will say I do appreciate about Xbox. You know, I haven't really been playing my Xbox a lot. I just played it today to play Anthem because that's what I originally downloaded it on. We'll get more to that in a second. Um and, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate that there's a myriad of games that you can choose because, you know, you're not always in the mood for a shooter game. You're not always in the mood for a first person game. You know, you're able to have this big library at your disposal and there's a lot of great popular games on there. I mean, you've got the the Gear series, you've got Ark, you've got No Man's Sky. You've got a lot of good games that are on on that series and, and, and on that platform. And it's so easy to just jump right into them. It's it's so, so easy to just do that. You can convert it over to PC, whatever you want to do. Like, for example, I know I've been talking about it. We want to build my husband a PC. So when we finally do, he can still play, you know, COD or whatever he wants to do on a PC. And he'll still have access to his Xbox thing. I mean, that's because Microsoft and Windows are very heavily embedded with each other. But that's that's another thing. Yeah, I think PlayStation. I think Sony's taking a step in the right direction. Yes, the the what we're getting with these new tiers, it, we needed to have specifically. Yeah. you know, giving you access to an entire library of four hundred PS five and PS four games. That's the big deal. That's what needed to happen in order for them to even try to compete with Game Pass. Uh, Game Pass is still better right now. I mean, it still yeah. seems like the sweeter deal to me. If you're not interested in exclusives, or you don't. You don't care if you have to wait maybe a couple years to have access to those, then, you know, Xbox does seem to be, Microsoft seems to have the better strategy when it comes to uh, their live subscription and their, and, and their Game Pass subscription. Well, they have had it for a while, though. They have, this has been a long time, and, you know, they've got a lot of capabilities that you can have. So, I mean, they've kind of held the hand in the market, and they don't share. And I mean, games like Halo Infinite are being launched as part of Game Pass at launch. Yes. Yeah. And unless so... PlayStation does something like that, it's going to be very difficult to sell it because a lot of people I've noticed, you know, a lot of people that I've talked to over the years, um, especially recently with everything going on with not being able to get a PS5 and things like that, like me, um, they end up getting an Xbox and just, you know, playing the games that they can play there um, and having dual consoles. It's just kind of one of the things. It's like, am I in the mood for a PlayStation game or can I play it on Xbox with my friends? Makes sense. You know, it's one of those things that just happens because they've got the corner in the market. You know, PlayStation's got to pull on some big boy boots and get ready to get into gear because Xbox <laughs> has been doing this for a while. And Nintendo does a good job at, you know, doing what they need to do for their for their stuff. But they're they're entirely different. I feel like, you know, Xbox and, and Sony are always kind of at heads with each other. And it's like this big battle. And Nintendo's just in the background like, here's Animal Crossing. They just mind their business. And it's so cute. And I love that. Thank you, Nintendo, for, for being non-problematic. You're so cute. Yeah, and PlayStation, if you want to really, Sony, if you want to compete with Game Pass, you want to offer a sweet deal that's going to really take you to the top of that market and you're interested in that market share, then I would say do what Game Pass is doing and give access to some of your first-party titles, all the big ones. Make those a part of the subscription, even if they're the top-tier subscription. Yeah. Something. Yeah. You know, that would be a good way to sweeten the premium deal is, you know, you want to pay seventeen ninety nine a month in, in addition to having access to all of the uh, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation Portable games. Uh, in, in addition to that, go ahead and offer, you know, put the, the brand new 
titles on your premium tier. And add an incentive. If you end up purchasing the service, you can get a new armor. You can get a, you know, you can get something else, you know. That would be a cool idea too because then it's like you're enticing people to use your service. While um one of the one of the people that we were talking about in this game has been doing that for a little bit. <coughs> yeah, I'm talking about you. <coughs> um they have their EA service with Xbox. So they can entice people by being like, hey, this is part of EA Play. You get to do specific things because you have EA Play. Cool. Dope. That's awesome. I'm definitely going to do this. If you add in more incentive, they're going to want to buy more. Yeah. And, and the other thing they need to do is go ahead and emulate PS3 games. Just fuck, just fucking do it. They have fucking the capability it. to do it. Uh, I, I think they just need to actually have the incentive to do it. And I'm saying you would make a lot of your your users happy but maybe sony's banking in the fact that they know that their customer base are people that are just loyal to the franchises that happen yeah. to be exclusive and i don't know we'll see how it pans out we'll see what happens obviously i think they can adjust if they need to mm -hmm. but i guess that that's about it that'll conclude our news segment we go ahead and start talking about <sighs> anthem anthem so this was the latest ip from bioware uh, now, it has been completely abandoned three years later. In mm. fact, it has not received any updates, I think, since the year it came out. It received a few patches, and it did receive one update, but it's, it ain't much. You're grasping at straws, Bioware. I'm disappointed. And while while we're on the subject of that, I chose this as a bad game because I wanted to highlight what happens when you rush a developer into doing something and show that not every game is per se a bad game, but a disappointment. And you're going to hear that word a lot in this podcast episode because that's exactly what this game is. Um, yeah. So this game was developed by Bioware, published by EA. And if you know anything about those two together, that's your bread and butter, baby. That's going to be your Mass Effect. That's going to be your Dragon Age. That's going to be some good, intense storylines that just drag you in, make you emotional, and make you want to keep playing. That in mind, fans of Dragon Age and, you know, Mass Effect saw this ethereal gorgeous trailer in 2017 at e3 and thought wow and it was supposed to be comparative to destiny you know it's like something that's a loot and shoot you know you get to go around and go on missions with your buddies but there's still a cool you know aspect to it like what is what is bastion what is what is this tower that we're talking about what is what is the anthem what is the what is the final anthem call you know what is all of this stuff and it was very, very heavily a disappointment. Um, I'm coming from the perspective that I pre-ordered the Legion of Dawn edition. I was ready to freaking go. And Ash is coming up of a perspective from being and playing in 2022. So it's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to have some more heartache and some emotions to talk about. Um, but um, I'm interested to see your input, Ash, because I was so excited for this game. You have no idea. I was like, you know how you get into something like development of a movie or something and you just you're like watching all of the stuff about it and you're like excited for it. Like everybody's been with Elden Ring until it's released. That's how I was with this game. So, well, I don't think it's objectively a bad game, not in the sense that a lot of the other bad game reviews we've done, but it is a huge disappointment. Uh, and I can definitely see where from uh, a fan of the Bioware series, the only thing I want to ask is, is were you expecting anthem to be just a looter shooter just to be ea's looter shooter that happened to be developed by bioware or were you expecting bioware to have you know that narrative element to it i was expecting the narrative element for sure like okay. a lot of people were comparing it especially in development and they were talking about how it's it's it was like a stepping stone like it's something comparative to destiny but for something for the people that it doesn't quite catch on to so like for me example i never really caught on to destiny so i really wanted this to be that kind of game for me for my friends who like destiny you know, so they could come play with me. 
So that was the perspective that I was going into. And I heard later in development that it was going to be more of a loot and shoot. I thought it was just going to be a story game. I didn't even know until I started playing the style that it was. See that, and that makes a lot of sense as to why you'd be so disappointed. Now, yeah. I actually listened to a couple podcasts of people that were excited, or videos and whatnot, of people that were excited for Anthem actually knew what it was going to be. They were fully aware that it was a looter shooter, that the narrative elements for, that we know Bioware for was just not really going to be in there. An afterthought. You know, and then that that wasn't what they were going for, that this was going to be something very different. And it's okay. Developers sometimes do different things. It's yeah. just, it is kind of puzzling, though, because EA, okay, so EA wants to make uh, a looter shooter. They want to make their own version of Destiny. Cool. Why have Bioware do that? Out of all developers. Like I said, I know developers are free to do other shit. Yeah. But when they already have two very successful IPs that you're now pulling resources away from. Exactly. Exactly. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, if I were EA, I just, that's not the developer I would choose. Maybe give somebody else a new shot or one of your more uh, internal studios, uh, more so than the subsidiaries that you've, that you've, um, that you've bought or, or maybe you could find a subsidiary, some outside studio that you've now bought owned by EA. But, you know that are known for that the other puzzling thing about anthem's development was that they insisted on using the frostbite engine developed by ea uh, mm-hmm. an engine that was for first person shooters yeah well you definitely see that element a lot when you're running around in, in uh, tarsus and and things like that and for me personally it makes sense because you've got to think ea and bioware have been working together for years i mean mass effect one came out in what 2006 so Branching off, you know, Guerrilla Games did Kill Zone and it didn't really do well. They made Horizon. It was amazing. You know, it was a step in, in a different direction and it worked out for them. And they really played a gamble by doing this. And I just don't think they shook their dice hard enough, you know, because you can bring an amazing story aspect and still do a looter shooter. Because from what I've understood, I, I like I said, Destiny is not really my style game, but you can integrate the two. It's it's, you know. I've heard that Destiny does have some really good storyline, albeit short, I've but heard it's still there. Destiny 2 actually improves quite a bit on the story. And, and exactly. so the story just feels non-existent here. I don't feel like, mm-hmm. I don't even understand why I should care about what story is presented to me. There's all this lore and stuff you can pick up and all these characters that are introduced to you that uh-huh. I just don't care about. And I don't feel the Bioware touch in this game. And that's <laughs> yeah. so strange for me because, you know, I was expecting, you know, this protagonist that was, you know, going to come in and help everybody. You know, it's it's very much a Bioware thing to be the one person that saves the world. But I'm all here for it. I will continue to play their style of games like that because I love it. And you go from having four dialogue options, all of which could at any point have some kind of major impact on the story, to two dialogue options that don't really have any much impact at all. And it's all in Fort, Tar- Fort Tarsus. Exactly. It's all in Tarsus. Like yeah. there is and that's the one thing that really bothers me because this game, the soundtrack was developed by freaking Sarah Schotchner. And that's the one who did Assassin's Creed Origins. She did freaking Assassin's Creed Valhalla. She did, you know, so many amazing games. She did the Lazarus effect. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but the yeah. the soundtrack is eerie. It's haunting. The, the soundtrack is fine. The graphics are great. Hell, even just the moment to moment gameplay fighting with enemies being in the middle of a combat wave is fun although it doesn't last very long but it's it's fun from moment to moment the and and to give them credit for using an engine that wasn't designed for this the third person flying mechanics work pretty well there there's the the controls get occasionally kind of 
I don't want to say janky, but they occasionally They're just a don't glitchy. yeah don't jive as well as I'd like them to. But it's fine. Uh, I think Anthem is at its best when you're free playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, no, the, the point that I was making there was, um, you know, when you're running through Tarsus, yeah. there's no fucking music. Oh. Where's the fucking music? I don't care oh. if it's fucking elevator lobby music. There's none. Yeah, and that no, is you're right. not normal. You're normally, you know, you walk into different areas in Dragon Age or in Mass Effect, you're going to hear a certain moment. Or if you're far enough in the storyline, you're going to hear specific music when you enter an area. There's nothing. It's just people chattering in the background. It's like it was a forethought. And that's just kind of strange for me. Like, why am I going to run around talking to all these people in Tarsus and run in fucking silence? I understand that you're playing this game a lot with friends or, you know, whatever. But even in Destiny, there's fucking what I call lobby music. There ain't nothing. I'm like, where the fuck is it? And and the soundtrack, it is amazing. It's beautiful. You know, the, the haunting throaty voices and, you know, just make it seem very, um, I don't want to say medieval, um, I don't really know the word that I'm looking for, but it's 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 that era. But it's like electronic and and there's other influences in there as well. Um, and I will agree with you, Ash. I, I do. I really like the combat style in this game. It's very unique. You know, I personally I mained a storm. Um, I was I capped at level 30 very quickly. Um, and I, I really love that you can fly around. You can shoot elemental lobs, but you can also, you know, shoot fucking guns. And it was a really cool concept. I really loved, you know, what, like I said, I, I pre-ordered this game. Um, I unfortunately could not get in, even though I pre-ordered it for the pre-order day or initial release day. The lobbies were so full, I could never load in. Oh, so my terrible. buddies were already like level 10 and I'm sitting here loading in at level zero. Like, what the fuck am I doing? So my friends like guided me through the whole game. Shout out to Reg and Brandis. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, it it was initially very fun. And I thought there was going to be more to it because, you know, getting through the the grind, you know, that that happens with games. You know, there's there's games that are like that and they reward you heavily for it. And the loot can be kind of interesting, but... I didn't really feel a delve into more. Um, you know, it just kind of felt, you know, more of the loot and shoot instead of the the Bioware aspect. The loot's you know, I wanted not even good. It's all just the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the gods vanished and left our world in chaos. Creating. Altering. Destroying. The Anthem is all that remains. There's a storm coming. These walls can't protect us forever. Destroy us all.
I mean, early on, whenever you're unlocking pieces of loot and you haven't unlocked something yet, but I've heard that yeah. that doesn't change. You get later in the game, it's the same fucking loot. So it doesn't even really do well as a looter shooter. Oh my god, the fucking loading screens. Yeah, and you know what? It's gonna be really funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a couple loading screens in post production. I'm gonna do it just to fuck with people. You should post one on Instagram and be like, "Anthem is still loading." Because <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, it kind of kills all the joy out of the game when you sit there and then you have to sit and wait for it to sit and wait for it to match make. Which yeah, depending on the time of day, and surprisingly in 2022, this game is fairly active. You'll find uh, two or three other players. To, to, to join you on, on story missions or, I think, uh, strongholds and stuff. I haven't yeah. even tried any of that stuff yet. But you'll find people, but you have to sit and wait. And so, I you know, just now before recording, I went ahead and set myself to private because I didn't want to have to sit and wait. Why couldn't they have achieved doing matchmaking while you're in the loading screen? Here's a good idea. Why can't you interact with your gear or your loadout during oh the loading. Oh my god, that shit be, and and that's one thing that I, I did watch a review and and I do resonate heavily with that point. It makes experimentation not fun. Because in other games it's like, okay, I'm going to choose this for my loadout. Holy shit, that doesn't work. We're going to try something different that's still in my inventory. You cannot do that with Anthem. You just pick up the loot and you keep fucking going. How is how is experimentation and refining your taste? How is that going to change, you know, whenever you can't even touch your loadout? You can't change any of your aspects, you know, I'm going towards this enemy. Like, for example, you know, we've been talking about Horizon. You know, we talked about that in the last two episodes. If I know I'm going to go fight, for example, a Thunderjaw that, you know, I've I've scouted out the area and I see that it's going to have an acid, you know, weakness, I'm going to go load up all my weapons with acid and go fight it. You can't do that in this game. And there are, there are you know, enemies that are elemental specific, especially with me maining a storm. I need to know what elements to use to back up my teammates because I'm the sniper from the background if you're a storm. You're not a Colossus. You're not a Ranger. You do not fight in the front. So, you know, that that was something that was heavily disappointing for me, especially with my friends. You know, my friends are like, try this gun, you know, because they're Rangers and Colossus and it's entirely different for me as a storm. And that's, you know, the way that the, the loadout plays, you know, it's like you want to have one of everything, especially going into, you know, the big story moments. You really want to have that strong presence of having one of everything so you can really defeat these big enemies. And while the enemies do get more fun towards the end of the game, especially end game, you know, those Titans are really, really awesome. It just didn't feel very good at all. Like the game can be fun and free play. You get to fly around. You get to fucking skid through water. You get to swim underwater. You get to fight some shit. But that's really the only re like redeeming quality of this game for me. Like that would be the only reason I'd pick it up again is if one of my friends was like, "Hey, you want to go and do a throwback and play some fucking anthem?" I'd be like, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" Yeah. I mean, is it a fun game? Sure. I mean, I Kinda. got bored after a while, but, you know, you can get a mild amount of enjoyment here, maybe a couple of hours at a time. But would I recommend that you go and buy this? No. Hell no. no. It's no. just not worth it. It's like there's so little. And, you know, what's funny is this game feels so unfinished. Um, it does. 
It feels like they stopped the story halfway, honestly. Well, Even when you finish the game, it's like you can choose the dialogue option, like, for example, in the end of the game with the mechanic, and you can hash out the problem that you two have, and then he's still mad at you in the main dialogue going towards the end of the game. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? We were just cool 10 minutes ago. This game was not met with, with very good reception because, one, it didn't feel finished uh, or polished in any way, and, two, it was missing a lot of content. Now, the lack of content would have been forgivable if they would have quickly jumped on adding more content, but it was unpolished at launch. But, okay, let's let's say you had a troubled launch, your your publisher forced deadlines on you, but, you know, this is a games-as-a-service title. You, you can update it, you can patch it, you can give this game new life. And exactly. so, you know, all they had to do was start getting on that shit right away, patch everything, make it a good, and then immediately start hopping on and, and adding more content. Four character classes to start out with, four javelins to play with, is doesn't seem like a lot. It would have been forgivable at launch if they would have quickly started adding more. You know, or even but now, subclasses. Yeah, and you just don't have any of that. I mean, you have different weapon types, I suppose, and you can start adding more abilities and skills onto your javelin. You can kind of customize it, and supposedly any character class can sort of be tailored to the way that you want to play. But It can. But I don't even feel really a lot of motivation to do that i mean i chose i don't yeah storm storm javelin i haven't even played enough to unlock an extra and i'm curious to see how the other types play but there's enough information within the menus for me to kind of get an idea of it and you know i'm just like eh, i i just don't really i'm just not really motivated and and that's really sad and the fact that you know this game, I, I mean, it's all well, all's well that ends well, and I think the fact that they're no longer pooling, uh, pulling resources away from you know Mass Effect and Dragon Age, the fact that they abandoned this game is probably in the end the best thing that they could have done, and now Bioware can move on. Well, they they haven't quite yet. Um, so the head of Bioware stepped down, and some of the other developers stepped down, and somebody at EA did too, okay. which were the main guys that were working on this project. They still have about 30 team members working on this project. It just, it honestly feels like it's too little too late. You guys, you know, as soon as the game was released and the, and the gamers gave input, you said something was going to come out in six months and nothing did. And for a lot of people, that was heavily disappointing. You know, here we are three years on and nothing feels like it's happened. Well, there's nothing. We were supposed to get a major overhaul of the game as well, Anthem 2.0 or something to that effect, or I think I, I even heard it called by another name, and that just never happened. Maybe the Heart of Rage, because that's kind of like the end end uh, thing there. Yeah, and according to Wikipedia, it says all future development was ceased in February 2021. So if there's yeah. a team of people working on here, then all they're doing is patching it if necessary and doing some things, but. I, I, yeah, I don't think they have any more plans or anything new that they're going to be. The game that you play now in 2022 is the exact same game uh, that it was at the end of 2019 or maybe early 2020. <laughs> yeah, looks like uh, Bioware did release something on their blog. Um, in the spirit of transparency and closure, we decided that we have made the difficult decision to stop our de- new development work on Anthem, a.k.a. Anthem Next. Okay. We will, however, continue to keep the Anthem live service running as it exists today. Since its launch, the team has been working hard to continually improve the game, releasing multiple updates that brought with them a variety of improvements and introduced new content to play. Towards the end of 2019, we expanded on that effort and started working on a more fundamental restructure of the game. During the development, we've provided updates revealing some of the stuff, yada, yada, yada. 2020, you know, they blamed it on COVID, of fucking course. 
Um, this is disappointing for Anthem players. Game development is hard to the community. Thank you for your passion. And that's all that they said from Christian at Bioware, which I believe he's the CEO of Bioware. So, and I've heard some really nasty behind the scenes shit. Like apparently there have been some former developers that have come out anonymously because they're not allowed to talk about the game. They're not allowed to talk about what happened behind scenes. But they came out and they then they did make a public. How should I put it? They 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 put to light a lot of the issues that occurred during development. I mean, evidently there were team members that ended up needing to take time off, several months of time off. You know, just in order to deal with the stress that was going on with this game. There's a lot of people who Jesus. had left Bioware short term and then just never came back. And and you know, there's all, and of course, even some of the the lead developers that have been on since uh, previous Mass Effect or Dragon Age games have now left the company. And so, you know, it, it apparently, you know, there was a, a public uh, list of grievances and things that came out, uh, hmm. albeit anonymously. And Bioware sort of just had this immediate response that was they crafted way too quickly to have actually listened to anything that just came across as very tone deaf. And, you know, it just goes to show, you know, this is exactly like you said, I think this is good to talk about because this is what happens when you crunch your developers. This is what happens when publishers enforce uh, deadlines on, on developers. And, and this is the shitty side of the industry. And yeah. I, I respect a lot of what Bioware has produced as a company. But if all Absolutely. of this shit has been going on back doors, then fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I personally, I love, I love Bioware. They've done some amazing titles for me personally. They've done just, they've, they've done a lot to my life personally. There's a lot of Bioware content that I love and they're so passionate about a lot of their fans and stuff. They really do try to listen to them, you know, with, with, um, with Bioware being, you know, the major developer for Mass Effect, of course, there was a lot of things that they did put into input and there was a developer that was on a, I believe, a, a Twitch stream or something like that that was talking to fans of Mass Effect about what they want in the Legendary Edition. And so it became so. That's amazing. That's something that you want to see from a developer. It's not just we're buying your product. It's we're investing our life and time into this product. Right. We're investing a lot of our you know, consciousness into thinking about this game and thinking about what we want to do. We want to see input back. Humans are, are creatures of, of contact and communication. So when, when someone big like that does something, it does say a lot. So to hear something like that, it is pretty thoroughly disappointing for me. Um, and I really hope that, that Bioware has learned from this experience because, you know, it's, it's very hard for me as a fan of them to hear something like that. And, and, it's, and it's rough that, you know, there was deadlines from them because there was deadlines for Elden Ring. They were never pushed that hard. There was yeah. Elden There was, you know, big, big changes that were needed to be made to Horizon you know, having to become, you know, PS4 cap capable just because, you know, there was no way they were going to get enough PS5s out in time. No one ever questioned it. If you're a real true fan of it, you're going to wait. We could have waited another two years, you know, with, with COVID and everything happening. If it started going on and things got halted during COVID, no one would have been upset. Elder Scrolls has been put back so many years because of all of this shit that's been going on in the world. And no one's ever been upset with them. We're so happy with the games that we play. Put out stuff for the games that we still play. I mean, people have complained, but I know that by the time that we get a finished product, people are going to be satisfied and they're going to say, you know, I'm glad that it was we waited. Wait. Sure, it was worth the wait. Mm -hmm. And that's something that 
you know, first of all, I mean, this and this is pre-cyberpunk, right? This happened uh, with Anthem, and Anthem still managed to kind of, you know, EA and Bioware still managed to keep their shit together, and, um, you know, kind of, I guess they pulled out of the game early enough that they hadn't put enough resources into it, that it didn't, wasn't as disastrous of a failure as it could have been, but, you know, it, it was just a growing symptom. I mean, we, we, we should have seen it back then with what happened with Anthem, and now look what happened with cyberpunk and hopefully exactly. hopefully these experiences are enough to show uh, companies that you can't rush a product and you have to treat your employees well. Unfortunately, I hate to say this, but I hope this scars the industry into understanding that these games, games like this, this is the reason why you can't push. Well, and sometimes that's the only way to send a clear message is the game has to fail. Yeah. I think that was a grievance that I heard uh, about the Bioware developers is that they said that they were hoping that Dragon Age Inquisition was going to fail because of all the shit that was going on. That's so sad. Because that's the only way the message is going to get out. Um, yeah. By the way, this information is, I, I heard it on another podcast. I was listening to What's Good Games. Uh, they have a pretty good episode uh, actually talking about a lot of the, the development shit that happened. Yeah during the anthem development this makes me just i know this is, sounds so stupid but it makes me think of dance mom when she was like you were good i'm waiting for you to be great this game <laughs> really could have been something amazing it could have been something that had changed the entire forefront of gaming as it is i mean just the combat style alone is so unique and interesting but they just didn't have enough it I, it honestly feels like we have half of a game here and i and i just god it, it really hurt me personally because like I not only pre-ordered this game, I hyped all my buddies up to play it, ordered the Legion of Dawn edition, and I specifically got this fucking game because Bioware said that they were going to have a special armor for N7. And that's fucked up to do because you know that fans were waiting for the legendary edition of Mass Effect and after Andromeda with all the issues that it had, which, by the way, has been completely fixed. Um, thank you, Bioware, for that, because Andromeda actually ended up being a beautiful game and, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but to do that to to fans of, of, of another series and have Easter eggs from Dragon Age in it and just not finish a game like that's really fucked of the people to just do that and, you know, be like, oh, well, it's got to get out. So you better fucking send it. It's like you're disappointing your fans. You're disappointing people who could have been fans of the franchise. Like, damn, if Anthem is this good, why don't we play Mass Effect? There's going to be a Legendary Edition coming out in 2021. They had released the information by then. And supposedly this was actually being co-developed by a separate team around the time that Mass Effect Andromeda was still during development. So they didn't even have time to learn from the mistakes that happened there. And yeah. so, you know, you're coming full force into this game that, you know, honestly, EA should have just taken a step back and said you know or uh bioware we need you to you know complete the product we're gonna give you more time you know at least another year of release would have probably done wonders and mm -hmm. the game may have not been a failure but we didn't get that at least another six months of development something yeah i mean i watched a guy who played the beta and he was like okay i think that this needs to happen this needs to happen you've told me these elements of the game i need more he told them that, and this guy came back and played in 2021, and he was like, the, the exact words, and I quote, were, this feels like a child that I have to go back and check on every once in a while. And that's not how you want to feel about a game. You know, like, for example, God of War 20, you know, is, is coming out later, quarter four, 2022. I will definitely go back and play that game again, and you can continue to play after you finish the game, and it's so much fun. 
you know, like in this one, it has an online aspect, you know, there, there could have been so much that was done in the meantime, you know, offer, you know, you know, you could have gone the direction of battle Royale, you know, there's supposed to be a player versus player, you know, you could have done different online missions or, you know, something like that, or, you know, like Easter egg hunts or something, you know, you could have, they could have done so much and they just didn't, they just gave up. And it makes sense now hearing what, you know, has happened during development and, and post development. And, and that's thoroughly disappointing. I just, for a fan of EA and Bioware being together and seeing what they've made, I really, really wish that they would have given more time to this game. I, I, I agree. And, and it, you know, it sucks, too, because it, at first you hear, okay, Bioware's making a new game. It's nothing like what they've made before. But hey. It's like, wow, yeah. It's a looter shooter that you can fly around like Iron Man, and we have a studio that we know makes good stuff. Okay, I can yeah. get behind this. Hype, you know, they hype everybody up. They say, no, 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 Anthem's going to be good. You're going to like it. And then they release it, and it's and, and it has a, a myriad of problems that they don't even try to fix, or they barely try, and then they give up. And that's really sad. I'm, I feel bad for anybody that had to drop 60 bucks on this game at launch. I dropped 80. Doesn't feel like they got their money's worth out of it. I don't think anybody felt that way. No, no. And I, and I feel so bad for, you know... People like me who who watched the E3 in 2017 and thought, wow, this is amazing. This is going to be something cool because, you know, as a gamer, you want to see cool, newest, interesting things from your developers. You if you're if you're a huge fan of a certain developer like, you know, Dark Souls fans waited forever for Elden Ring and look at the payoff that it's had. It's it's massive. And, and you know, we wanted something like that. What sucks is that you did have a few defenders at this game, people who came out and said, hey, this game, you know, I acknowledge it has a few problems, but I like it. It's fun. You know, this is something I'm into. And even those people ended up having to give up hope. And once mm -hmm. they realized that they weren't getting new content, nothing new was coming for this game. And so it was just kind of a lose situation for everybody. Bioware lost, EA lost, the players lost. Uh, yeah. Fans of Bioware's previous uh works lost people that were coming in new and and or or people that were fans of looter shooters it's just that you have another game that was similar to this at the time which was destiny they might as well just play that yeah or exactly Warzone, uh or no, sorry not Warzone, uh warframe that's what i'm thinking of yeah yeah no there's there's a lot of elements that, that could have been done and there was a lot of things that could have been done and, and i i'm actually disappointed to hear that they did stop development because i think with just a little bit more time love and tenderness this game could make a comeback and be really good and i and i'm i'm really really sad that you know we didn't get to see what bioware was capable of with especially reintegrating an entire engine to make it your fucking own that's amazing and and this doesn't go to discredit bioware this doesn't go to discredit ea they're still amazing they still have people who have the most creative and beautiful brains but it's just yeah it, it's like a loss for the community you know and, and, it, and it really fucking hurts you know i've i've been in you know quite a few um, EA and Bioware fan pages and you know every once in a while we get on the topic of Anthem and everyone's just it's it's emotional it's hard it hurts because you know we really 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 wanted and I remember you know 2019 you know it's it's coming up gearing up to the game everybody's posting a Mass Effect shit posting talking about this fucking game everybody was into it the whole the whole world was into this game you know it's like it was like you know the horizon of its time you know something different let's fucking go okay and it just it didn't it didn't deliver and then to go back and say, you know what, no, uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to rework this. We're going to get a massive overhaul. We're going to, you know, turn this game around and do something different and, and, you know, complete the vision that we thought we were going to do. Something that worked, for instance, with No Man's Sky. Yeah. 
and other and other games that were you know not as well received at launch but received updates uh, and that game by the way is apparently still continuing to get updates and will for years to come yeah but you know with anthem they they they, they were gonna do a turnaround and i think I think a lot of people would have given them a chance. I think anybody that had dropped money on this game at launch was going to continue to to play and maybe even put some more money into it to see, you know, I've already invested something. Let's, you know, if I have to invest a little bit more, you know, I'd rather that than everything I've put in go to waste. And they just dropped the ball. They it maybe it didn't end up being the right move. I don't know. You can't really say that's what sucks is that there's a lot of missed potential here. We don't know if maybe they could have salvaged this. Yeah. And that's one sad thing is we'll never know. Maybe hand it off development to another de- uh, developer and, yeah. and have Bioware just continue focusing on, on, you know, mass mass effect and dragon age and, and thankfully that's what they're doing now we're gonna get a new mass effect game and uh, yeah. we got the legendary edition so like yeah. i said all's well that ends well but it's just i feel bad for people that had th- that purchased this that were looking forward to this and were disappointed it's it's a huge disappointment i think for the gaming community and even as somebody who's coming into and playing this game for the first time in 2022 i just had a huge lack of interest yeah there's not it's- a lot there's not a lot there. The only thing that brought me back was the nostalgia of playing with my friends. And I only have one friend that's located in the UK that still plays it occasionally. And that's just because he really liked the element. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna go play some Iron Man simulator. <laughs> and we, that's like our code word for Anthem. And he's, he's the only person that I know that plays it. And I know multiple, multiple gamers. And, and <sighs> the only thing that I can say is just disappointment and, and sadness and, and, there is a lot. There is an element of grievance to to the topic of this game, just because of how everything went. And Bioware, EA, I I'm so sorry. You know, I know that this is a rough, rough thing for you guys. And you know, I I do hope y'all the best in your new endeavors. But I I really wish y'all would have continued this game because this game it had the potential to be great. It did. So I, I guess that sort of wraps up our final thoughts on this. I mean, anything else to add? Um, the only thing to add would be, you know, um, I, may, I, I, I could see maybe EA and Bioware doing something similar, uh, maybe even doing like a prequel to the game, um, just to kind of peak interest in it and maybe dropping a 2.0 or something, or, you know, being like, Hey, that was, you know, a bad release. Let's see what else we can do. Um, there's, there's, there's some potential for a franchise here, but they have to put in the effort and the time and they really, really have to redeem themselves because right now, even with Mass Effect Legendary, because of the way that, you know, things went with Anthem, there was not a lot of hope. There was not, um, just because of the way the Anthem went, you know, y'all are going to have to, you know, beg on your knees a little bit for us fans. Um, and, and I'm waiting for it. You know, I, I want to see what y'all are coming out with. I love EA and Bioware together. You know, they've made some great stuff, but you, you can't hold on to the games of the past. You need to keep going. You need to step over the stepping stone and, and continue to be great because that's what I'm expecting. And that's what all gamers and all fans of these series are expecting. Right. Yeah. Like, and like I said before, the game is fun enough, but it's just it could be so much more and i can't recommend it on any level i can't recommend that you drop money on this i nope. can't even recommend that if you purchased this game before and didn't like it 
you're not gonna like it anymore now. It's the nope. same fucking game. So yep. I I can't recommend this game on any level. And you know what I can recommend? Goldeneye. That's a good game. <laughs> We just played it, and that game still holds up, but that was in 97, and it still has a whole lot more replayability or replay value than, than Anthem does. There's a lot of games out there. I mean, shit. <laughs> There's, I mean, you could go back and play the original Mass Effect buggy and all with that fucking Mako and still be happy. Exactly. I, I don't recommend this game at all. I'm sorry, guys. Um, it's just it's not worth it. It's not worth any bit of your time at all. And I hate to say that about these two, but it, it's not. It's true. Yeah. Sarah Schnauer, I'm sorry. Your your soundtrack was really good. This was, you know, I'm sure a really, really good, you know, soundtrack for you to make. And I do listen to it while I study, but I'm sad that it did not go as well. But, hey, Bioware tried to make a new IP. Failed. We learn from our mistakes. Hopefully they're going to treat their developers with more care and we get a better product as a result. Mm-hmm. If first you don't succeed, try, try again. Anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or feedback on your platform of choice. Uh, next time, we are going to be talking about... Well, first, we, we actually have a crossover uh, collaboration episode with Collateral Cinema coming out on Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So I hopefully want to record that very soon uh, by the end of this month. If you haven't checked out our 420 special on GoldenEye, I'm going to recommend that as well. Uh, not obviously not the first podcast to talk about that game, but I think I think we might might have an enlightening perspective on uh, GoldenEye as a 420 game. And uh, <laughs> next month we're going to be talking about Hellblade: Sinua's Sacrifice, and then ah. our season finale on Fire Emblem. And we're going to be kind of cutting the season there. We'll be picking back up in September. September. Already planning out uh, what's going on, and Megan's gonna need to pick at least one game soon because I know I think your your your, your game is actually what's set currently as uh, as the premiere, the season Which premiere. Is- you don't have a game. I'm just saying, like like the way that this uh, oh, the, the, schedule, the-, the schedule oh, can shit. be moved around. If Zach comes up with something oh, first, he might get the, the the season premiere spot. But I I kind of That's already hey fucker, I'm gonna find something. Okay, because. <laughs> Yeah, at least by our, our finale, I want to announce what's coming up next. And I, I kind of already... Yeah, fair enough. I have a good reason for the, the spots that my picks are in next season. So I I don't really fair. want to move those. So okay. one of the two of you is getting the season premiere. <laughs> I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. It's right. on, Zach. It's on like Donkey Kong. Let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah. Season... I might be moving, but I'm going to record in the car. I ain't, I ain't give a fuck, Keisha. <laughs> Season four has been a lot of fun. Uh, this it isn't has. even our only bad game review uh, that we did this season. Uh, we also did Superman sixty four, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of do a uh, a retro active look at our season. I think coming up on the season finale, but I'm excited to <laughs> to talk about what else is is happening, and I'm excited to get into next season on uh, Collateral Cinema. All we have left is sidekicks. That's going to be our season finale, and uh, and then we're moving on. So I'm really excited. I've already designed the new logos for both Collateral Gaming and Collateral Cinema, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep moving forward and doing what we do best. We're gonna keep crocking and keep rocking. <laughs> I think we're at almost eight thousand downloads on Collateral Gaming. Uh, hey, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. No, it's actually been great. But we hit over 10,000 on Collateral Cinema. 
So it's been awesome. I'm, I'm excited. And you can follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out our Facebook group, Collateral Media Podcasts, as well. I'm also on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> She's also on TikTok. Maybe we'll eventually have a, some Collateral Media TikTok accounts. Oh, God. As well as our uh, Patreon. We are on yeah. Patreon. We have $1, $5 tiers. Pay any amount of money and you get access to exclusive Let's Play video game commentaries. Yeah. Um, I, I might be moving soon, y'all, so that'll be perfect time for me to set up a space where I can uh, officially record because um, I really tried to. I did. There's just no room in this tiny little apartment. I'm in 597 square feet, y'all. It is a tiny little baby box in here. There is no room. So... When I get some more space, hopefully like three, four hundred more square feet, you bet your sweet bippy, I'm gonna record some stuff for you guys. But anyway, this has been uh, another episode of Collateral Gaming. I've been Ashley Chancellor. And I have been Megan Gomez. We are out. Peace.
Collateral Gaming is a collateral media podcast. All music and game clips are owned by their respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.